Magazine to three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. He knocks it down. Osmond steps into a long-distance jumper. Allen to the bucket. He crushes it home. Off the Garland for three. He knocks it down. Drummond toward Valanciunas. Finds a cutter in a Coro, and a Coro thunders it home. By Kyrie. Sexton got it back. Nance for the tie. He knocks it down. Love hands it off the Sexton feed. Cavaliers by seven. And uh, Cleveland! This is for you! Hey, Chris Manning and Evan Damerel here after the Cleveland Cavaliers lost to the LA Lakers on Friday night. You may be hearing this on Saturday or Sunday, or you may be hearing this on Monday when we're rerunning this clip, this segment as part of our Monday episode. But Evan, uh, the Cavs losing in 100-86, to came off that win against the Bulls, lost in LA to a Lakers team without LeBron, without AD, and then obviously Colin Sexton missed another game due to that hamstring injury. Um, He was a game-time decision, but you know, is is what it is for him in that sense. Um, just do you have a takeaway from this game before we get into our, our awards here? I mean, if the Cavs had Colin Sexton's 24 points coming off the bench Friday night against the Lakers, it would have been a dub for the Cavs. But this was a, I, um, this was a fun game in the first half for a little bit, just watching some Darius Garland and Jared Allen stuff. But it fell apart pretty quickly in the second because – it's a Frank Vogel coach team, so they're going to be sound defensively, and they were exactly that in the third quarter. They held Cleveland to 10 points, and it was just ugly overall from there. Yeah, Cleveland was very good in the first half. Darius Garland in particular was very good in the first half, um, doing, I think, a really good job kind of leading the offense, so to speak. Um, you know, I think you got some continually bad performances from players, but just a note on that third quarter in particular that really doomed the Cavs in. The Cavs in the third quarter, 3 of 21 from the floor. 0 of 9 from 3, 4 of 4 from the line. Um, we're outscored 28 to 10. You're not going to win a basketball game when you're outscored by 28 in the quarter. And just some of the notes on that quarter. Darius Garland was 0 of 6 in that quarter, 0 of 3 from 3. Jared Allen was 0 of 2. Um, Larry Nance 0 of 2. Jetty Osmond 0 of 3 and so on and so forth. But Darius really the, the guy who kind of fell apart a little bit in that quarter. Evan, let's do awards here. Um, let's do MVP first. It's hard to pick MVP sometimes. I, I'm just going to go Larry Nance because he looks like he's back to kind of kind of being Larry Nance again. Um, 17, 10, and 5 for him. Um, had a really great dunk um, on, on Trez. Had a really fun moment where him and Trez were jostling for the – or sorry, dunked on Kuzma. And then with Trez, him and – he was – jostling for the ball with him and they were just like laughing about it like a sort of like a tug of war thing Larry Nance just just good times on this Cavs team yeah no Larry is a great pick my pick is Jared Allen just because he had 13 11 5, and 5 I mean him and Larry were the two besides Darius like those three were the leading assist people for the Cavs that have the 24 assists uh Larry and Jared were responsible for almost 50 percent of them um Jared Allen's just been really fun for the Cavs and I think we're starting to see him and Larry work together which was a concern of mine and I'm just enjoying it so far. Do you um do you feel like anyone else did anyone else pop for you in this game? Did anyone else like on the fringes where they're let's not let like, Darius obviously kind of non-withstanding first half, but like anyone else on the fringes of the roster, anyone pop to you? Um, I mean, Broderick Thomas was not what everyone hoped he would be. I think he's kind of what I expected, but everyone kind of had the hype meter going too high for him. He was 07 from the floor, but I mean, I I was paying a lot of attention to him because. Everybody's like, when's Broderick Thomas going to play? When's Broderick Thomas going to play? And I'm like, okay, he's in. And then I was watching him, and I'm like, mm, okay, 
moving on. So that's just pretty much it. It was a pretty unremarkable performance, non all things considered, because between besides Garland, Allen, and Nance, like Osmond wasn't great, Okoro was okay, Dean Wade uh, was 0 4 from three. He didn't hit that five to six mark that he shared with you. It's just Dylan Windler, uh, our friend of the pod, Jeff Nauman is hating on him. Dylan Windler had a really nice cut in the first half. Um, it was a really well designed play, and I don't know why he didn't play much after that, but it is what it is. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him, but I, I would just say Lamar Stevens, I thought, had a good second half. Um, Ten oh, minutes for him. Yeah, Lamar's consistently good. I uh, I don't know if there's a basketball argument. We can talk about this next week, maybe, um, in terms of rotation hierarchy, because we haven't really had that conversation. But I feel like every time he plays, he looks better than Jetty, who's still all over the place. I think he looks better than Windler. Like, I think him and Wade have been objectively better than Windler and, and Jetty on the aggregate for the season. Obviously, different sample sizes and, and different minute totals and, and different playing against different players, all that. I'll do, we'll do some research into that maybe for... Uh, maybe for the Monday show or something. I don't know. But, Evan, let's talk about play of the night here. Um, what's your play of the night? Uh, it's a pretty easy one. I'm a simple man. When I see a good dunk, I appreciate it. But when Larry kind of just slammed that thing all over Kyle Kuzma, it was a good play. I enjoyed myself watching that. Larry, like you said, was just a pleasant delight from this game against his former team. Maybe he had a little bit of a vendetta. But, yeah, that's my pick. How about you? Um, let's play the clip from that dunk real quick because it was. He did just kind of yam it down there. And strides into the forecourt, finds a late man. Thomas to the bucket, lays it up. Oh, Nance! Oh, mercy! Larry Nance with a follow, and the Cavs have taken a 10-point lead. All right, so my play is just the... I, I thought the Garland-Nance pick-and-roll um, in the first half was kind of my favorite thing. I, I think the Windler cut is another one that was really, really good, but... Uh, Darius um, in this pick and roll, you know, so what the, the Lakers, uh, a lot of teams are really trying to trap him really aggressively. Um, one of the, I don't think the Cavs always have counters ready. I think some of that's just like you don't have a lot of secondary creation or, or Jared Allen's as your safety valve isn't really comfortable with that yet. But with this pick and roll, Darius could have kept dribbling to the corner the way he was headed or 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 just got trapped fully by Gasol and Alex Caruso, and instead he pulled everything back enough to push them that way, fed a, fed a rolling Nance, Nance gets the dunk. Just kind of really good manipulation from Darius in that sense. Again, he didn't play well at all in the second half, but um, some really good offensive lead stuff from him to just create some easy buckets with, with his vision, with his ability to kind of manipulate the pick and roll. You kind of just hope you see more of that from Darius, then it can be a little more consistent if you're going to kind of buy all the Darius stock. Because, again, that third quarter and really that whole second half for the whole team, but him in particular was was pretty poor. Uh, but, again, it's sometimes – like, I just have – sometimes I think with, with him, with Colin, with, with everyone, it's like, okay, like, if the surrounding players aren't great and you're not, like, Giannis, LeBron, whatever, like, I sometimes, like, I think you get bogged down and it's hard to, like, extrapolate some of that sometimes. It's really hard just doing this stuff. All right, stat of the night. Evan, what's your stat of the night? My side of the night pick is those third quarter points for the Cavs. Uh, they were really humming and they were really vibing in the first half. I'm like, okay, this Lakers team looks pretty bad without LeBron and Anthony Davis. But I was foolish not to remember the fact that Frank Vogel is a elite defensive tactician and he really just stymied the Cavs. I think the only third quarter scores, because not many points going around here. Yeah, it was Isaac Okoro. It was Broderick Thomas, it was Quinn Cook, and it was Lamar Stevens. So four bench players and Isaac Okoro. Like, he held the rest of Cleveland starters to zero points. Garland 0 of 6 shooting. Osmond 0 of 3. Nance 0 of 2. Allen 0 of 2. Like, this was a very impressive defensive effort by the Lakers. And it just goes to show how good of a coach Frank Vogel is. And just the pieces the Lakers have assembled to complement LeBron defensively are still really good defensively, which isn't a shock. 
For me, it's 16.7% for the Cavs from three. Not going to win a basketball game in 2021. Even when the other team isn't playing well, like neither team was good in this game. This was one of a very ugly Friday night game of basketball. Um, not exactly like a, a watchable basketball game. Um, like just as a little side note, the Cavs had an offensive rating of 85.4. The Lakers were 102.1. So neither team was good or efficient or, or any way you want to describe it. But the Cavs... 16.7% from three. The Lakers, like, weren't good. They only shot 26% from three, but the Cavs were, ten, like, 10% worse. Technically 9.5, but, like, let's round up here. Yeah, they were not good. That's just been, like, a problem the entire time for the Cavs. It's just abysmal three-point shooting, but shooting that poorly and only hitting five three-pointers total, which was one less than the Lakers. The Cavs and the Lakers had the same amount of attempts at 26 in the game as a whole, but... The Lakers have another w- other ways to kill you as well, and it's usually with efficient basketball and attacking the paint, especially when Anthony Davis and LeBron are healthy. But the Cavs don't really have that. They just you can't even say they're out talented. They just were not shooting the ball well, and this is just becoming like a tired thing for us. Where we say like, yeah, the Cavs just didn't shoot well from three. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, maybe just because you don't have like that many of three point shooters. Um, the Cavs just don't have the personnel for real, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, Wade was 0-4, and like when he when he's gonna launch him, and he's taking like a very a very high amount of them relative, even just relative to his position, and much less the team. But kind of tough for Wade to to miss that many, and then you not you know you don't have Kevin again. I I will say this, I understand the injury concerns and all that, but Kevin Love would help a lot of the things just function better on this team if he was healthy and able to play basketball. It would it would matter somewhat if he could actually like help this team, but it's it's a real shame that you don't get to see him. Uh, do anything. Evan, let's just wrap up on this. Just officially on Friday, Andre Drummond uh, was bought out of his contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs sent a very long press release quote kind of thanking Andre for his service, whatever. Uh, just I want to ask you, now that we we sort of have the list of teams out there, Boston, Lakers, Nets, Celtics, uh, I think Charlotte was also a, an interested team in him. Those are kind of the five, I think. Any team that you feel like you think Andre, if you were Andre, where would you go? The Lakers, without a doubt in my mind. Um, Andre's never had a lead ball handler like LeBron James. Like, no disrespect to Reggie Jackson or Darius Garland slash Colin Sexton or even Derrick Rose with the Pistons as well. But LeBron is the greatest playmaker and passer of the basketball of all time. And it's uh, it's he'd look really good at the Lakers. And then that's a possible finals run. Maximize, sell out there, like cash out there. And get yourself a nice paycheck to hopefully be your last major payday. Or not hopefully, but it probably will be his last major payday. That's just how I feel. That's, that's just kind of how I always felt. Yeah, Lakers make sense. Um, I The one I don't get more than any of the others is the Celtics. I just don't really like that fit for him. Um, I don't really know how he's going to get amped up there and kind of I mean, boost his value. Just a classic Danny Age wants to feel like he's part of something and then he doesn't do anything about it, but he says he's really close. Though. The one that I would be really intrigued by if Lamella Ball were healthy and that gives yeah. away is the Charlotte Hornets because I think he yeah. could like that would be the right place where like you get a really interesting creator and like a, a good kind of system, but he's clearly an upgrade over the centers they have and Tyler Zeller and Biombo. And then they're a team that if it works out, you could get paid. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Like Charlotte would be good if Lamella was healthy. Like I'd be all in on Charlotte if Lamella was healthy. And I know Cupcheck said that he could come back this year, but. I not enough time for on yeah, yeah not enough say, time. Yeah. If I'm Andre, I don't want to gamble on that because I'm not going to be able to make money off a maybe. I need a guarantee. And like LeBron's coming back in May, and the Lakers will make the playoffs. And then once they're fully healthy, we'll probably be on the path to the finals. 
Yeah, then Charlotte might be there in the offseason when, like, the Lakers, like, might not have really money to the, the kind of money you're offering unless, like, Trez opts out and then you want the mid-level, like, because Andre going to want the mid-level. That's a whole complicated thing for a player that no longer plays for the Cuban Cavaliers. But, yeah. again, the Cavs lose 186. We went through our awards. Um, again, if you're listening to this on Saturday, we'll have a recap of, of the Kings game as well, and then we'll have another segment on Monday show. Uh, well, you probably already heard that segment on the Monday show if you're listening then. But for Evan, for myself, this has been Lockdown Cavs. Thanks for listening. Locked on Cavs is your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast covering the latest news, rumors, and game action from the wine and gold. You can follow us on social at Locked on Cavs or give us a call and leave a voicemail and we'll answer your questions live at 440-673-3605. If you want to contact the show, email us at LockedOnCavs at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is by going to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and leaving us a five-star rating and review. It's produced and hosted by Chris Manning and Evan Damerl.